Hey, Matt. Hello, Mark. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, going pretty well. How are things on your end? Good, good. Very so, good. I'm, I'm, how was your week? I just, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't wait any longer. I've been waiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it, so it's been going great. So, okay, so after the podcast, um, uh, I forced my wife to listen to it. I was like, this is an awesome episode. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta listen to it. Need to increase our listenership. So. Exactly. So you notice that one extra download? Thanks, Catherine. Awesome. Um, yeah, so we, we had a long talk about it because we're always talking about this kind of thing. And like she has her own business and, you know, we talk about this. So she um, threw me a bunch of really good ideas to help reclaim that, like, you know, start way smaller. Like I'm, I'm taking too big of a bite of just like, oh, no, I'm going to work six hours a day on my own stuff and blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, like we talked about, like, Let's just start real small. If you can do an hour a day for yourself, even if that hour is staring at the wall, then you've taken time out and you that's a win. So last week, my main focus was just how do you do that one hour a day? And uh, I ended up beating the one hour. Like I, I ended up working a bunch on my own stuff, but which is nice. fun, which is great. Hey, wonderful. Um, but it's continuing with that. Um, how do you get that one hour a day? So um, she actually turned me on to... Uh, a couple of interesting ideas. So I've never been much of a planner of like at the end of my day, what am I going to do tomorrow at the beginning of the week? What am I going to do this week? So I'm really, it's really painful, but I'm really trying to sit down and like think, okay, what do I want to do this week? What do I have? And when can I make that time? Um, and then, uh, so I prefer to do my hour first thing in the morning as soon as I get in. So, uh, turns out a great strategy is close Slack. So it doesn't send you any notifications and then have multiple multiple browser profiles, one for your personal and one for your work. So when you go home at the end of the day, close your work browser profile and you don't get messages, you don't get calendar notifications, you don't get any of that stuff. Um, you, you, you know, as long as you're aware of when you're, if you have a meeting, when it is, attend that meeting, know that you're going to, okay, I have to stop at 11 because I have a meeting, but you've got from 8.30 to 11 to work on your own stuff. And you're undisturbed. You're not worried. It's so easy to fall into a default pattern of, oh, well, I'll check Slack. Oh, there's a fire. Let me put the fire out. Or, oh, I've got this email. Let me respond. Let me do this. And it's like, you're not paying yourself. You're, you're letting yourself get sidetracked. Um, so that, so right away it was, all right, I need to get into the habit of setting myself up, uh, for my own time first thing in the morning. And so far I've been, last week was very successful. I'm sure I'm looking to do it again. <laughs> nice. Um, so yeah, uh, so fun things I've shipped with my like hour or more a day. Um, I, I fixed a, this, I tweeted about it, but I, I, I had this weird problem with Google file stream. So like you can, um, you can mount Google drive as a, as a volume and in OSX, uh, in finder, you can set up like a, like a list of favorites on the, on the, in the sidebar, but, um, the service that syncs or at least like creates all the sim links because the you you end up mounting like a network file system um whenever you lose internet or I, I mean it's happening because of this google file stream thing the network file system will unmount and when it unmounts you lose uh in finder it will auto update to be like oh that file system is gone so it won't show a broken link it will just remove the link completely and file stream will automatically remount the volume, but the, the favorite will be gone. So I ended up 
yeah, super annoying. Um, so I, um, so I found a, I found a, a useful little brew project called My Sides that allows you to edit plist files for um, a lot of these like OSX um, native applications and uh, allows you to modify things like your favorites. So you can say like, oh, my sides add and then give it like a name and a file path and it'll add things to your to your sidebar for you, to your favorites. Um, so I figured out how my sides works and I just wrote a little something that like reads a bunch of um, like directories from a file and reinstates the... Uh, uh, recreates the favorites on your in your sidebar, so it just took oh, a few good. minutes to like understand like oh how OSX was working under the hood and that kind of thing. Because um, yeah, my wife had the same problem, and she was like, "Matt, is there any way you can fix this? This is driving me nuts." <laughs> and like it was like a minor annoyance for me, but yeah, so that's cool. Um, and it was a, it was a fun little win. I I need just need to like I'd like to just create a little repo to do it because I'm sure other people are struggling with this, but yeah. Um, and then I started playing around with uh, a library I've wanted to play with forever, Tesseract. Uh, Tesseract is a it's a JavaScript library that wraps some um, pre-trained um, uh, OCR library or OCR models. I'm not sure what the right language to use is, but ultimately, like yeah, you can use these open models with Tesseract to do uh, image recognition and pull text out of an image. So I started playing around with it and I managed to get it working, which is pretty cool. So I can like drop some text on the page or an image of some text and it'll, it does a pretty good job of pulling, um, of pulling it all, of pulling out the actual characters. It works well with fonts. I tried it with, uh, I just like wrote a, like a couple of passages in like different, in varying levels of crappy handwriting to see like how good this thing actually is. And the results were terrible. Oh yeah. <laughs> But um, there was a, there's a really interesting, so I'm learning a little bit about OCR in the process. And like part of it is having the thing realize like, oh, there is something on the page I should interpret it. Like, how do you tell the difference between empty space and something that looks like a character, for example? Um, so I'm trying to debug this to understand like, why is it pulling like slashes out? What is this? But I also wrote it on lined paper. So I'm trying to put this thing through its paces of like, how good is it at, at reading and recognizing text? So um, one of the demos of Tesseract shows you that like you can, it, it, it will hide, you can, you can give it, uh, there's like debug output, I guess. And you can like draw shapes around the characters that it's recognizing. Uh, so you can be like, oh, I can see that it's picking up the word hello, or it, it that's how it defines the boundaries of where those characters are. Um, so I'm trying to like debug through that a little bit because they've got some real interesting use cases of just like one of the things that I, that was pretty interesting is they have like a stream library. So you can actually hook it up to like technically to a video and it'll pull the text out of the video frame by, because it'll recognize each frame. I was like, oh man, that's pretty cool. Because like I, I've always like I've always thought it'd be really interesting to do like um, like I had a love affair with uh, what's that software called? I must not have loved it if I can't remember the name. Uh, <laughs> Snap? Snapper? No. T snag it. Snag it. Um, these really cool like uh, screen grabbers that you can like we used to use them all the time. Our QA people used to use them all the time in my full time jobs to like oh I recreated a bug and I'm going to put together a video and that kind of thing. So it'd be kind of neat to just be like oh yeah like. I create like a, a cool use case would be like, oh, I create a video 
of something and you can literally like highlight text inside of the video and like pull stuff out. It'd be really cool. But yeah. So anyway, yeah, we have been playing around with that and that's been a lot of fun. My JavaScript is pretty weak. So, <laughs> so it's, you know, I'm making progress, but as soon as I figure this out, it would be interesting to see how it does with handwriting and how hard handwriting is. I mean, like the Canadian postal service figured out how to read addresses on envelopes. It can't be that hard. Um, <laughs> Burn. Yeah. Oh, burn on the Canadian Postal Service. <laughs> they are really going to get mad to boot that. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to look more into maybe even training my own model, but I'm sure there's other open source models that you could use. Maybe I can even drop them in. I'm not sure. There's some, like, crazy WebAssembly stuff that Tesseract is using, so I don't know how it all works, but... Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I feel so time... I felt very time-rich. It's been cool to just, like, hack on shit for the for the fun of it right <clears throat> and and uh this didn't impact your your freelancing no not at all yeah exa- exactly so you were able because you're doing it at the beginning of the day you were able to do your freelancing for the rest of the day mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah yeah and even like right now where i am with the freelancing like we're do- we we're doing a lot of planning like we're trying to make architectural decisions we're trying to build like what does the schema look like and a lot of it is person to person just kind of like well my experience tells me x and y and then another person will say that sounds great and it fits in with my experience of this so it's like you know we could just it ends up being these kind of sporadic long-running meetings so it's like it's nice to be able to just sit down do my own work and then like you know give into the chaos for a little bit and then usually at the end of the day um because i'm on west coast now everybody's gone home uh there's no more meetings happening so it's like oh it's four o'clock like i can act for another 90 minutes two hours and then like oh, i'm hungry i'm gonna go home <laughs> awesome so this is a this is a major victory yes so next up is i want to do it again i want i you know like i need to continue to to train this one you know do my hour a day minimum one hour a day and then um i i, I want to see that working this week next week i'm going to be in new york um and i you know like really what this is is it's a lesson in momentum like okay cool like i'm beginning to build momentum that's great i'm going to be in new york for a week um how do we continue this momentum like okay i need to figure out how do i get up before everybody else and and hack on this stuff or how do i like oh i'm going to take a i'm going to take an hour at lunch i'm going to disappear and i'm only going to work on my stuff like that's this is it's the challenge like now the challenge comes in of like okay now you've got it's been relatively quiet how do you do it when there's upheaval and chaos yeah no exactly i i I definitely agree like you shouldn't try to change things up too much Mm -hmm. like wait until it becomes a habit like exactly you don't don't have to think about it Mm -hmm. you don't have to to motivate yourself to do it it just becomes automatic you wake up get your coffee open your hacking profile browser Mm -hmm. and yeah so the cool thing i uh, Mm -hmm. reflecting on how it went this week i think it went well uh i think the big insight here is talking with my wife really opened my eyes to it but um yeah it's like being aware of all the small problems that get in your way so it's like oh i feel busy and you just kind of go well i'm busy okay fine i'll just work on this thing and it's like no but like the reason you feel busy is there's a stimulus that's causing you to feel busy and you're like well i have to i'm reacting to a stimulus i'm not thinking about it i'm just reacting where actually and you know where i was standing it's like that this is impossible to deal with but actually, the pers- you get a bit of perspective on it, and you're like, actually, that's the problem. That's that's the root of this. Um, and like realizing that there's a way out of that, and 
creating space is the way out. So yeah, I'm, it's interesting. Like part of me is, um, it'd be interesting to, uh, dig more into like productivity. I, I know nothing about like productivity theory or anything like that, but it'd be kind of interesting to follow like a productivity coach who isn't necessarily like, it's all about having the right note taking tool or whatever. Like, I wonder what they, what they have to say about building habits and how to carve time out for yourself. Uh, have you read Atomic Habits? Yes. I, cause I, I feel like there's, it's like the difference between, um, like the implementation of that is hard. Like, cause it's, you can read the book and be like, oh yes, for sure. Like the difference between, um, what, I always forget it. It's like movement and movement and progress or whatever he says, like the, di- like the difference between like appearing busy, but actually being effective and moving and moving things forward. Um, but yeah, like actually like implementing, uh, implementing some of those things. Yeah. How was your week? Better than mine, right? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, last week I was also saying I, I felt, I also felt stuck and unmotivated. Like, mm-hmm. And for a while I, I was allowing myself to, to take the time off because of the stress of moving and mm-hmm. being busy with the move. But now, like, you know, we're like 80% of it is done, right? Yeah, there's still a few things that need to be done, but um, mm-hmm. but I have my new off- home office. Um, I'm all set up. I should be able to work. And I wasn't finding the motivation. I was finding excuses. Oh, gotta, mm-hmm. I got to go walk the dog or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I think, so yeah, so I've been, I've been thinking about it. Like, yeah, I, I need to do something about it also. Mm-hmm. And I... I had a chat with a friend and he gave me the idea that I should try to do like something simple at first, like just do like some bug fixes or some small tweaks here and there just to, just to build some momentum, right? Like, okay. Like, so I, that, that did work. Like I did, I did start touching the code again. Cause mm-hmm. I was just, I felt like overwhelmed. Like I hadn't touched the code in six weeks mm-hmm. and I knew that the next, the next step was to, to start testing all these changes I've been doing. And it, it just felt overwhelming. Like, oh my God, this is going to be huge. You know, I need to be able to block off my whole day on the calendar to be able to to feel like I'll have enough time to to fix any bugs that I'm going to encounter. Mm-hmm. So I, I just never did it, never started it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that advice was really useful. I opened up my, my editor again and started touching the code. Cool. <laughs> Of course, there's a lot of code that I had to like stash. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah. So like uh, today, there's a few tweaks that I'm going to be uh, uploading. Nice. Yep. And um, and otherwise, I've been. <laughs> you know, we were like uh, two weeks ago. We were talking about agencies, right? Mm. I was like toying with the idea of like, what if I open? What if I started an agency, either like as a professional service to help customers whenever they ask me for things that that power importer doesn't support mm-hmm. or or have an agency like as a funnel that feeds power importer new customers yeah so like you know we, we will build a job board for you mm-hmm. and and then that job board is going to be powered with power importer and mem- member row or mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it would allow me to to offer like more of a productized service because yeah a lot of the revenue would be coming as subscription to Power Importer. Uh, so 
basically this weekend I read three books on agencies. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, and I quickly realized that I do not want to run an agency. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> One book was was really well written. Like it was it was written as a story. Okay. So so it was this fictional story, but basically that showed up, you know, how hard it was. And basically the advice to that, to that uh, fictional entrepreneur was to try to productize his service instead of offering an agency service. Mm-hmm. But when I was reading the story at the beginning, like dealing with clients, it sounded like hell on earth. Right. <laughs> it was like meetings and, and uh, revi- like constantly revising the work mm-hmm. and, and often, you know, the, the revisions are just silly. Like, I don't like that shade of orange. I want a different shade of orange. Mm-hmm. Or make this pop. <laughs> like, it was just, you know, just just feedback. Because, I don't know, for the sake of giving feedback. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just sounded like, wait, this is going in the opposite direction that I want to go into, right? Right. <laughs> I have a successful SaaS. Why am I trying to go in a play around with agency work Mm. so yeah it was it was useful i mean yeah i like i I don't know i I could probably think of some ways to challenge that idea i mean i agree with you like some people some people do revisions or some people want revisions but a lot of others don't like you could just set that as part of your pricing and price appropriately to be like oh we do no revisions or like you get one you get you give one revision and we have veto power and we charge we charge appropriately like you know, maybe other people are going to charge you 10k for one thing, but um, we charge $200, and you take what we give you. And if you want customization, then go on, go hire somebody to do it. Or I, I don't know, like I mean, that sounds kind of combative <laughs> to say it like that, but but uh, but I don't know. I mean, you you get to set the terms. True. I mean, at least at least for the the second scenario that I described, where. The agency is more of a, a funnel for power importer, yeah, and it's more productized. Mm. And yeah, I agree. There, I could I could set limits. Like, no, there's no revisions. Like, you get to pick between a light theme or a dark theme. That's it. Yeah, yeah. and pick pick your your primary color. That's it. Yeah, and then yeah, like you, <laughs> just like I'm just thinking, like, can you refer them to somebody who's willing to pay you for that lead, or I don't know, and then just like be like, great, this is somebody else's problem now, <laughs> right? Yeah, but anyways, yeah, I've been thinking about it, and that's why I read those books, but mm-hmm. I still think it's a distraction. Like it's, yeah, it feels like I'm at that point. I'm, I'm just, it's just because I feel like I'm leaving money on the table. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and I'm chasing that money. Right. But really, you know, I have to remind myself that that's, that's not why I'm doing this. Like, mm. I'm not motivated by the money. So, yeah, I'm putting all those ideas on hold for now. Yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> and the biggest opportunity I felt was, like, was more of the, the professional service. Like, because I have, like, I have customers that they're all approaching the 10,000 record limit of Webflow. Oh, wow. And they're all asking me, like, uh, is there a solution? <laughs> and that's, that, that's what got me thinking, right? It was like, well, yeah, I could offer to to migrate them, right? To, like, have a solution for them that will still connect to their Airtable, yeah. but will um, will load the data dynamically with an API instead of using the Webflow CMS. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
but that's really like that would be a service so oh, yeah. it would be cus- custom for each customer and it means yeah it means lots of back and forth like mm-hmm. um which is yeah and then at the beginning it's really just converting my time into money so mm-hmm. and that's not the direction i want to go in yeah the ten thousand limit man yeah that's, a, that's funny it's incredible that it's still it's still a limit yeah like I, I for sure when when Webflow was talking about how they were doing performance improvements and they were switching people over, yep. I thought that's it. It's you know they fixed the performance problem. The next announcement is no more limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope, there's no science of that happening. <laughs> yeah, I really wonder like why. Yeah, I wonder why that exists. I mean, like at least from the like the CMS performance route. Like for sure, there because the CMS performed so poorly once you had more than X entries. But uh, they did a lot of improvements to that. I wonder. Yeah, that's it. They fixed that problem. Mm. But I guess that's not the same as publishing those ten thousand pages. Yeah, I mean that just feels like a compute issue. Like ask yeah. people to pay more. <laughs> like right, exactly. You can do it. So yeah. So may, I mean maybe I should just reach out to agencies and see. If one of them will pay me for leads, you know, if I explain, listen, I'll send you these paid contracts of people who are approaching the 10,000 limit mm-hmm. and it should, and the solution should resemble, like should be the same for a lot of them because they're all using Airtable as their backend mm-hmm. and Webflow as their front end. So is this what, doesn't, what's it called? Do that? Is stack it? Stacked? Um, I feel like there's a few of these like yeah, oh, export from... Yeah, there's a recent one I, I saw recently that uh, sort of like exports it and puts it in GitHub. Yeah, I think that's Stack It. And then you can use a static site generator. Yeah. But I didn't test it, mm-hmm. and I'm actually quite skeptical. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have a couple of... I'm just looking at the site. They have a couple of things here, like, oh, lazy loading images. There's a few, like, optimizations that they do, which is which is cool. Um I mean, it's pretty hard. Like, I'm just thinking, like, you know, I, I did a, try to do a proof of concept to see if you can turn a Webflow CMS thing from the designer into, like, a reusable component that you could then render. And I'm not convinced that you can actually do it. I mean, like, I, yeah, exactly. I did something hacky, but... Yeah, and so, and so did I. I played around with it also, trying to trying to do it through the designer, so reverse engineering their, their API. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's... In theory, it's doable, but it seems very <laughs> like finicky. Like, oh yeah, it could all break. Yeah. You know, it could all break tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And even then, like, can you envision all the use cases? Like, it just seemed too too big of a scope. Yeah, and maybe they maybe they pulled it off. Yeah. So yeah. So basically, uh, yeah. The conclusion is, I don't really want to run an agency or a service. <laughs> so maybe I should approach a few agencies like hey, i got a few customers and i envision i'm gonna have more and more of them as they're because mm-hmm. people who are building with power importer are building data-driven sites yes so data seem you know tends to always grow <laughs> totally we're all gonna ap- approach the ten thousand limit at one point mm-hmm. yeah i mean there i can see there being a lot of value as well like i mean if your customers trust you sh- sufficiently because you have a great track record of delivering like vetting an agency that can deliver on that and that sort of thing is not easy to do 
Like you're, that's a huge migration. Like we're, we're getting rid of our main site and we're going to move over to something else. I'm like orchestrating that, how much that's going to cost and who does a good job and who's trustworthy. Like that's uh, that's not straightforward. Right. So yeah, if I can just offer them a solution or like you were talking about in a previous podcast, like basically one of these agencies could become my, my professional service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it makes sense to have a trusted partner or at least like, I remember a long time ago, I was in a seminar or something and somebody was saying, like, yeah, you know, like having referrals or having somebody to refer uh, one of your clients to, like, is the, they're not even looking for kickbacks or anything like that, um, Who the person you're referring to, because like you as the business owner are just happy to have somebody to, I, I just want to be able to solve my customer's problems and it's good to have somebody I can send their way. And I was like, what? Why wouldn't you get kickbacks? Like, that, that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> but the reality is like, Actually, maybe that's just like a very useful service to have. Like just you have somebody you can partner with who you trust. Do you have relationships with any agencies like this? Because I'm sure you have agency customers, but. Yeah, um, like there's definitely one freelancer I've I've talked about that Mm -hmm. I have more of a relationship with. But otherwise, I mean, I'm friendly with a few, Mm -hmm. but uh, not not really, not really an ongoing relationship. Yeah. I kind of suck at those things. <laughs> it's not my superpower or my unfair advantage mm. to do networking and to, to, yeah, it's really my strong. Yeah, it's not one of my talents. <laughs> <laughs> we need to have a power importer convention where you invite all your customers in. Everybody talks about how much they love power Sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I, I did. So I did also like think about what, like, why, why was I missing or lacking some motivation or inspiration mm, sure. on adding this new feature? And, and I came to the realization that I did not have any inspiring goals right now. Like, oh, at the at the beginning of the year, I had I had set this big goal, like like I had set that basically an ARR goal for Power Importer, mm-hmm. and it was like. It felt like a big goal for for the revenue that I had in January. Like, sure. So I was like, oh yeah, you know, it's it's it was like a reach goal. Like, okay, if I okay, you know, if I get this much growth every month, I can reach it in a year. And at this point, it, it seems like I'm going to reach it like in two months. So Holy shit. <laughs> and and whenever I project, whenever I do the projections, like it was clear, like it's been clear now for months that that's that was the trajectory. So. Wow. I sort of lost inspiration like okay. <laughs> that big goal like that i thought was was a reach goal turns out to be like this very attainable goal and mm. almost seems like a certainty wow so like i didn't have any more inspiring goals mm. <laughs> whenever i did my weekly review and i looked at my goals i would look at that one and say oh yeah like i'm on track for that and that's it like mm. no no motivation like oh like what or what what should i do next to like to to help me reach that goal Basically, that that goal was no longer inspiring me to do anything. Yeah. It felt like I could do nothing and I'll just reach it. <laughs> so, so what did you do, or what have you done, or what are you thinking about? That that's one of the things that that uh, that I signed in one of the books I read. Like one of the books on agencies was actually built to sell. Oh, okay, cool. And um, and it was interesting because and their argument is that. It's a really good exercise to do, even if in the end you're not going to sell, like because mm. your goal is to to have this business that 
that is sellable. Mm-hmm. But at that point, like you can keep it and just run it as a as a business, right? And so, yeah, some of the activity, some of the things they do is to to try to really have a big vision of like what it, it could look like in three years, right? So I think that's that's my next my next exercise. See, the, like, yeah, the idea, how big can this be? Yeah, absolutely. Do you have an inkling of, or I mean, like, is that the kind of thing where you kind of have to like? lock yourself in a room for, for for a day or two to like is it is it, yeah are you dreaming for yourself is it where do you see that and yeah, where do you see that going what are your dreams no like? yeah it, <laughs> it is it is an exercise i have to do like yeah lock myself in my office and really start brainstorming ideas mm-hmm. but there's lots of things like i would never consider before and, and now like well maybe i should consider it right so like and you know an example is like yeah doing outreach to agencies and building relationships with agencies. That's an example of something that I don't feel I'm good at it. I don't want to do it. Mm. So, but maybe I could hire someone to do that. And Right. So, yeah. No, there's, uh, and of course, yeah, the, the simple one is doing more importers, like diversifying right. my offerings. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's the obvious one that I know I have to do. Mm. This is so interesting. Like I'm just thinking to myself that, this is a this is a cool opportunity to be in, but I also like it also feels a little scary. Like I don't know to be like, well, what? Well, fuck! Like <laughs> I made it. I'm like, you know, I made it to this point. Like, where do we go from here? Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just projecting, but yeah, yeah. No, but that's it. Like, if I think, you know, if I think big, yeah, big, like how how humongous could Power Importer be? And then it's really about like replacing all the roles that I don't enjoy. With, mm. with employees and then I can just like, do the fun stuff yeah finding new ideas looking up looking at what people are building out there and see which parts of it I can automate and add to Power Importer so yeah so that's that's why I would I would like to have a, a big idea like a, <laughs> this plan where Power Importer is much bigger than it is now because the goal again the goal is not the money the goal is is that if it was if it was that big it could have employees doing all the things that that need to be done that I'm mm-hmm. not doing because I don't have the motivation to do. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of opportunities. And the nice thing is, like, you have great relationships with your customers. You have a lot of goodwill in the community. People know you. They like you. They trust you. Like, yeah, there's like no limit to what you could do. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's the direction I'm going in. Mm. So right now it's it's really it's really about getting that momentum again of mm-hmm. touching the code and shipping. Then I can finally work on this new finish this new importer and have some beta testers for it. So um, are you just trying to do like one bug fix a day? Like what what is what is this uh, what does a small bite look like for you? Yeah, I mean the very first objective was really just to <laughs> to open my editor. <laughs> sure. Right. It was like to just like open it up and look at what needs to be done so yeah so like today i already did um i already did a bug fix mm-hmm. and uh, some improvements so i didn't want to release it before the podcast just in case <laughs> I introduce a bug smart <laughs> yeah so i'll be I'll, I'll be shipping it right after this call mm-hmm. and, uh, and then after that yeah i already have like three three bugs that i want to attack cool each one is yeah each one is like doable uh Two of them are really to reduce support tickets. Okay, cool. 
yeah, so that you know, simple little things that are that uh, are just an annoyance. But I think by implementing them, all of a sudden, I'll reduce my support to get load. Mm-hmm. Then hopefully that snowballs. It gives me more motivation, less time, less support time. Oh yeah, I mean that's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> more motivated than ever, less support than ever. That sounds great. Sounds like you've you got a plan. And with a plan. <laughs> Get it, boy. <laughs> Kill it. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's about it for me. Cool. Yeah, that's it for me too. I we're just we're just two snowballs rolling down hills, just trying to pick up speed, <laughs> build mass, build momentum. Cool. All right, let's call it there then. Uh, so notes for the show are available at startsomething.com. If you like the show, give it a rate and review in your favorite podcast player. It super helps people find the show. So thanks a lot for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Bye. Bye.